when they released me from prison and I came back to the camp here, the hardest thing for me to get used to was working freely without anybody chasing me back to a cell. Even when I walk from this place to that place, I feel so strange. <laughs> I can't believe it. Kadi Aji was one of the men detained by the Nigerian army in 2015 on suspicion of being a Boko Haram terrorist. Displaced by the conflict, he, his wife and children crept out of their village, Boboshe, at 2 a.m. to begin their journey to Meidoguri, the Borno state capital, which had become the safest place in the terrorism-ravaged state. This is Vestiges of Violence, a weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. When we left Boboshe, it was 2 a.m. on the dot. We couldn't leave in the daytime because Boko Haram will find you and kill you. Even in the night as you travel, you have to be going and hiding. We traveled for three days, no food, no water, and you can't even stop at the neighboring towns because the terrorists might see you. When they got to Mafa local government area, they were detained by soldiers. The soldiers said they looked suspicious and could not be allowed to go. They were told that they would be transferred to Giwa Barracks, a military detention facility in the heart of Meidoguri, for questioning. Kadi did not know where this next facility was or how long they would spend there. But instinct told him that it would not be a good place for his family. So he pleaded that his family be left to go to the IDP camp. When we come, they said they didn't trust us, that we looked suspicious, and that they had to take us somewhere and keep us for interrogation before they will allow us to go. The car was waiting for us, but I didn't feel comfortable going there with my family. So I went to one of the senior soldiers and asked for a favor. I told him I have one of my wives who has two children and another wife who has four children and begged him to allow my family to stay at the Muna camp. I said I will go to the barracks, but they should allow my wives and children to stay in the camp. After some back and forth, the soldier agreed. Kadi and the rest of the men were then taken to Giwa Barracks, where he says he experienced the worst days of his life. Life was miserable there. There was no space and no proper toilet. Just a bucket at the corner. Whenever we want to sleep, we just lean our backs against the wall and sleep. I couldn't even count the number of people in the cell. But we were over 200. There was also no proper toilet, just a bucket in the corner. There was no privacy. We got food three times a day, 
But water was not available. Just have a cup of water every day. People were dying daily. After 18 months, he was transferred to the Borno Maximum Security Prison, where he spent five years. His time there was unbearable. Some cell had bunks, some had true mattresses. Because we had more comfort there, I had the presence of mind to constantly think of my family. Five years later, he was released from the Borno Maximum Prison. Now, he faces displacement and joblessness. Before all these, he was a gold merchant. As I'm talking to you now, I have no idea where I will get food for the family to eat dinner today. Yet, I have to provide it because my wife cannot continue to slave away. Now that I am back, I have to take over. But where will I start from? This is an episode of Vestiges of Violence. It was reported and scripted by Hawa Shafi Nuhu and edited by Anita Eboibi. Produced by Atahiru Jibrin. A quick note about our voice acting. All dramatizations in this episode are based on actual interviews conducted with the subjects. Voice acting by Yakin Akinwali. The multimedia editor is Anthony Asamuta. The executive producer is Ahmed Selkida. For more stories, go to humananglemedia.com and find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I am Hamida.